Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member FINRA SIPC. Sierra Ridge Wealth Management is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. The S&P 500 is a market-cap-weighted index composed of the common stocks of 500 leading companies in leading industries of the U.S. economy. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Hunter and not those of Sierra Ridge Wealth Management or Next Financial Group. Next does not provide tax or legal advice. everybody welcome back to the wealth accelerator podcast hunter lowry here and my goal is to help you to create a family legacy not just short-term wealth well guys it has been an insanely crazy month (laughs) been all over the place was in orlando one weekend for our national education conference that happens every single year we were at the swan and dolphin disney hotel and resort i will have to make another podcast and go through some of the great stuff that i learned over there it's just an amazing event getting together with about a thousand other advisors from all over the country just talking about best practices what's going on in the market uh all sorts of great information and, and awesome tidbits that i took away from that so we'll have to talk about that a little bit later um also had the national finals for one of the team roping circuits that I rope in, Actra. Um, And so we were in Reno this last weekend competing over there. It's been a lot of traveling this last month on the weekends, which has been a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) But I want to take you through a little bit of a story of what's been happening the uh, last few weekends in terms of just the roping scene. It's it's a busy time of year for roping. Again, a lot of the different circuits that uh, people rope in, a lot of the different finals are happening right now. So uh, a few weeks ago, we were at a pretty big event and it was in Corning, California, about a couple hours north of where I live here in Auburn, California. And I had a chance to win the roping. So if you haven't listened to the podcast before, have no idea what I'm talking about, uh, on the weekends and as a hobby, I team rope. So uh, you're on horses and there's a steer in the middle. One guy ropes the horns of the steer, uh, turns left and the other guy ropes the feet as fast as you can. You have to catch four in a row to be able to win. If you miss the first one, you lose. If you miss the third one, you lose. Got to catch four in a row. So basically, if you catch three in a row, you qualify for what's called the short round. Uh, Most teams that catch three in a row, then you have a chance to catch the fourth, uh, and that's where you can win the big money. So basically, I had a shot to win the roping. All I had to do was catch. We were leading it. We were in first place after three steers, and I missed the fourth steer. I roped the feet, so my header did a great job. He roped the horns, turned left, and I I flat missed the feet. Uh, the saddle was gone. They were giving away saddles and buckles and money and all these great prizes because it was a pretty big event. And all I had to do was just catch and I missed him. I just flat missed him. And it was so depressing. Oh my gosh. I mean, talk about going hero to zero really quick. It was horrible. It's the worst thing in the world. And realistically, you know, just all people, we feel the pain of losing a lot more than we enjoy winning. 
you know, and it's especially true within the market. We feel that pain of <laughs> the account loses $5 and it's a horrible feeling in your gut, but you know, you've been making all this money the past few years and it's, it's just, we, we think more about the pain of losing. So, you know, that's been an issue that I battle with, at least within my roping career. Um, it's easy to start to think about, you know, you make the short round, you just have to catch one more steer. And the first thing that comes to my mind is, Oh my gosh, if I miss, I hate that feeling. I'm going to be so sad. You know, don't miss. That's that fear of uh, the pain of losing. And it's a horrible, horrible thought. I mean, I'm working really hard to uh, not have that mental thought when I get into those high pressure situations and, and just forget about it. You know, you can't fear losing. You have to just think about winning, right? And it's really the same with any sport. I mean, even in, in basketball, sometimes it's easier, at least it's easier on us emotionally <laughs> to get run out of the gym and lose by 20 points, just never even be close than it is to, if it comes down to a buzzer beater, you worked your butt off all game long, tie game going in, there's 10 seconds left, you have a shot to win it and you miss an easy one to lose the game. I mean, that's the worst feeling ever and I wish that I could say that's never happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> roping, basketball, baseball, whatever it is, all sports. We, you know, if you've played a lot of sports, it's come down to the wire. And at some point you're the one that makes the mistake and it just sucks. And it's hard to overcome the power of emotion because we're human. So again, I missed that steer. We don't win the roping. Uh, and I just felt horrible. I, I didn't sleep well that night. It was just such a bummer. Cause again, it was all right there. I could almost just reach out and touch the brand new saddle all the money, the new buckle, all the things that I wanted to win for first place. It just would have been awesome. So fast forward a couple weeks uh, to this past weekend. Now we're in Reno at the national finals at another very, very big roping. And same situation. I'm sitting in first place after catching three steers in a row with one of my partners. And all we have to do is catch to win the roping. And guess what thought comes in my mind? Oh my gosh, Hunter, remember Corning when you missed and how bad it felt and you were so sad and it was the worst and I just had to, you know, put that demon off my shoulder, not think about it, try to be strong mentally, but oh my gosh, those words, they, they were trying to get into my mind so hard. I cannot tell you how, <laughs> how hard I was working to block out those thoughts and all that negativity and just the fear of losing. And when it came down to it, at that point, we actually completed the run. My partner caught, I caught, we won the roping, brand new saddles, we got awesome buckles, I'm wearing it as we speak. I've been just toting it around all the time, always gonna wear the new buckle that we want and we want a bunch of money and everything. It was so, so awesome. I'm just very, very glad that it worked out. I didn't crumble to the pressure and it ended up all uh, working out in the long run here. But I'm telling you, that pain of missing this tear in Corning, it still haunts me a little bit, even though we won a little bit later on and we won at the national finals and ended up getting a different saddle and we did really well. That pain of losing still haunts me. And it's the same with the market. You know, it's obviously, we've been having a pretty good month in the market, right? I'm fully aware of it. People are a little bit happier with what's going on. We've been seeing some decent stuff. Uh, markets up probably four and a half percent or so over the last month, which is great. We're headed in back in the right direction and starting to make back some of those losses. But we haven't forgot about that pain that we've been feeling throughout the beginning of this year and really up until these last uh, you know, 15 or 20 days actually. But the hard thing is if you are an investor, again, if you're a gambler, this may not be true, but if you are an investor, the thing is 
this isn't the last time that this is going to happen. You're, you are going to, I promise you, at some point you're going to see more down markets. It's going to happen, most likely sooner than later, but bear markets are part of your investing life. So even when markets are doing well, we still have to talk about it. And there are four ways to handle market declines. Spoiler alert, you might not believe it, but the answer is not to sell and hide and jump off the roller coaster and never invest again. <laughs> Actually, the worst thing that you can ever possibly do. So I wanna go over the four ways that you can make yourself be able to handle market declines, to beat the emotional aspect, and not let the emotional aspect and the pain and fear of losing win over the enjoyment and the satisfaction of winning and being long-term investor in the market and letting your money work for you. Okay, so the first way to handle market declines is to remember, market declines do not last forever. They're part of investing. Again, it's not an if they're gonna happen, it's a when. And it's like going to a haunted house, you know? I know that there's somebody hiding around the corner and they're gonna jump out and scare me. <laughs> I know they're there. I can tell you they're gonna be there before we get there. I can tell you they're gonna be there right before I make the corner. And I still jump every single time I get scared. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's Halloween time and now my girlfriend is wanting to go to some scary haunted houses. So this is relevant topic on my mind because they freak me out. But that's the only way that I can get by the fear and hating the haunted houses is I know it's gonna happen. I have a very good idea of when it's gonna happen so I can be prepared for it because it's not an if, it's a when. It's the same with investing. We're going to have bad times. There's going to be down markets. So if you can remember that and be prepared for them, it doesn't come out as such a scary thing and out of the blue so quickly at you. Remember, it's time in the market, not timing these events. So the second way that you can handle market declines is remembering that you're buying everything at a discount. Everybody likes a good sale, but for some reason we don't like it within the market. I mean, it's really funny. Think about how everybody does their shopping. Um, it's, it's snowboarding season coming up here in Northern California, right? Most people do not buy their snowboard gear the day that they're gonna go riding on the best day of winter right next to the ski slope where everything is most expensive. You would never do that. Everybody goes online in the summertime or to some store in the summer when it's off season, they buy all their stuff then because that's when it's cheapest. That's when you can buy it at the best prices. But for some reason in the market, we wanna buy everything when it's worth the most. You wouldn't go buy your snowboard at the highest price possible if you had the choice, right? So remember, the things that you're buying, if you're dollar cost averaging into the market and have a diversified portfolio, you're buying the same funds, the same positions at a discounted price. Actually makes me think, I wonder how people would react if instead of on the news cycle, you know how you turn on Yahoo Finance or whatever and it says bear market, red, 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 all these negative things that are going on. What if it was on there and in green it said the market is on sale? <laughs> That'd be a really funny behavioral economics study to see. I wonder if people would buy much more into the market in a down market if they didn't say it's a bear market, but in turn just said that the market's on sale. It probably would work. So the third way 
to be able to handle a market decline is to be diversified. You know, we talk about this all the time and, and within your investments, it's so, so important to have some fixed products in place, uh, some fixed income in place, you know, with bonds and sorts of things to be diversified within different sectors. I mean, there's so many ways that you can stay diversified because even when the market seems like it's doing horrendously, there are usually always sectors of the market that are performing well, or at least not as poorly as the broad market indexes. So as long as you have some of those inflated buoys in place to hold your portfolio up, you're not going to get beat up as most investors are. And the fourth and final way to handle a market decline is to stop checking it every single day. <laughs> I know it's easier said than done. Trust me, I do it as well, but that's my job. <laughs> so don't look at it every day. If you feel if you've just been very, very happy these last 20 days, every day you wake up and see green, that's just as bad as if every single day when you're waking up over the last you know, eight or nine months and seeing red that you feel depressed and everything. Don't check it all the time. You're not day trading. You're not trying to just pick off single stocks for one minute here and sell it there. That's not the goal. Make a plan, dollar cost average into it, be diversified and stick to it. That's how you're going to be successful over checking it every day and moving puzzle pieces every single second. So that's what I got for you today, guys. I would love to be able to help you out and to help you reach your financial independence with taking on less risk. So if that's something that you would like help with, if you would like to chat one-on-one -on -one with myself, you can go to my website at hunterlowry.com. There is a link right there for a discovery call with myself. You can get on my personal calendar. We can chat for 20 or 30 minutes and give you some advice on what I would recommend doing if I were in your situation. So with that, everybody, it's a great day to have a great day. Take care. Thank you.